0: New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. This is part two of my interview with the wonderful Chris Killam. He is the medicine hunter. We've been we were talking about ashwagandha. We mentioned kava. We talked about what it's like the travel and meeting people. There's so much great stuff. So be sure to go to RadioMD.com and just click on programs, click on Naturally Savvy. You can hear the first half if you missed it. And make sure to subscribe because if you subscribe, they're just going to pop up and also rate and review. Before we jump into part two, I want to thank our wonderful sponsor, GoddessGarden.com. Reefs are disappearing twice as fast as rainforests and chemical sunscreens are a big hope They cause endocrine disruption in corals, just like they do in people. Baby corals make too much calcium and get encased in their own skeletons. The chemicals actually change their DNA, deforming them and causing infertility. They kill the algae the reefs depend on and cause coral to bleach at lower temperatures. These chemicals are so bad, Hawaii wants to ban them. So what can you do? Well, you can do a lot. You can use reef-safe mineral sunscreens like Goddess Gardens. They use natural minerals. They're good for the reef. They're good for you. They're good for your skin. And there's a new SPF 50 formula for the whole family, or they have formulas for the whole family. You can check them out at goddessgarden.com. All right, so I'm going to welcome back to the show the fabulous Chris Killam. Chris, welcome back.
1: Well, thank you, Lisa. It's a pleasure to be on with you today.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you back. So the last thing we talked about was the photography. And I said, you must have the most incredible collection. So mention the book or books where we can see these, because as you know, somebody who studied anthropology, I'm absolutely fascinated. Well,
1: the best place to see some of my photography, because you're right, I have a couple hundred thousand images, but the best place to see some of it is on my website, medicinehunter.com. I do have books, uh, they don't really feature my photography, so they're uh, unfortunately not the best places to go, but uh, my website does have a lot, and as you browse through it, you'll find, you know, images from different uh expeditions i've done around the world whether in africa or the amazon or china or india um you know, I I started shooting a lot uh, back in the days when it was all slide photography. So I have about a hundred thousand or so undigitized uh, slides. But now I also have a, a pretty massive image bank, about equally large of uh, digital images. So, you know, as, as the technology has changed, I've had to change with it and and shift you know shift equipment. But the great thing about digital photography, obviously, is that it can be so readily shared and i really appreciate this you know i want to show people the world i want to uh you know introduce people to places that they're probably not likely to get to uh for whatever reasons that that i am fortunate to get to and just to you know bridge worlds and and share between cultures and and show things Uh, to people that, uh, you know, sometimes they're entertaining or just strange or or certainly different from what we typically experience in our lives.
0: Now, are there things that you've really loved from other cultures that you've taken and sort of weaved into your own life and your own lifestyle?
1: Well, certainly, um, you know, I encounter a lot of places where people are much much more relaxed about time. I mean, in the United States and certainly in Europe and some other places, uh, you know, uh, there's this real punctuality and and I appreciate that. I mean, I'm a punctual guy, but when you go to the Amazon, when you go to um South Pacific, people have a very much more elastic sense of time. You know, when I ask when Often my friends will say soon, and you don't really know what (laughs) soon means. You know, it means it can mean in five minutes, it can mean in a few hours, it can mean in a couple of days, it can mean, well, we really don't know, but it shouldn't be too much longer. I mean, it it can have so many meanings, and I think that there's... You know, I don't want to overly idealize Native cultures because everybody has their issues, but I think that sense of a little bit of relaxation about time and not being so anxious about, you know, how one minute has to be filled and the next does and the next does, that's something I've definitely come to appreciate more and more and more as someone who comes from a very time-conscious Culture and and life. So that's certainly. And, you know, I think also um, what I experience in many places where I go is a much richer sense of community. I know we have community in the United States and in different places, and I appreciate that. Um, But I see a lot of really cohesive communities in the villages that I visit and people who are, you know, willing to uh, drop what they're doing and just enjoy each other's company or take care of each other's kids or go off and do something together just because the opportunity has arisen. And, uh, you know, I've embraced all those things and kind of taken them into my own life for sure.
0: Oh, that sounds really nice. I would really struggle with the time thing. My pet peeve is being late. It's more about me though. Mm -hmm. I don't like to be late. Although it's funny when you said that about the the elasticity of the time, I had a friend that spent a long time, I think it was Guatemala. This was like like in the 80s, a long time ago. And I remember we were supposed to meet for lunch and she was like a half an hour late. And I was like, "What the, what is going on? She's like, well, this is, you don't understand. And I remember being like, yeah, but I'm hungry. <laughs>
1: Right. I probably right. should have just
0: ordered, but it was kind of interesting. So that could get tricky, right? Because there's certain things where you're like, okay, I have to do this interview. I have to be obviously, right? So it's it's more of a bigger mindset. Is that what you're saying with the time? Well,
1: it, it's a funny concept because the concept of late would not apply. That's our idea. That's our idea. That's an idea we have. Oh, I'm late. There's no such thing as oh I'm late in some places. <laughs> it just doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, you you you're going to show up you, at some point and you know, assuming you don't miss an event entirely, um late right. is not a is not even a concept, is not even an idea.
0: Oh, that's interesting. See, now I need to take the ashwagandha so I can be more relaxed about being late. So you so going back to some of the best uses As energy, stress, anxiety, sports performance, libido for both men and women, memory, cognition, and insomnia. It's interesting because when I think about you know having that giving you energy, and then I think about insomnia, it seems like it would be counterintuitive. Or is that just me? Because I would think you so it's relaxing, but it gives you energy. Like, how does this work? Talk to us about this.
1: Well, I, I think that's that is a probably one of the most common questions that people had is if it's going to, you know, give you energy, how can it also relax you? Um, remember that plants are not drugs. You know, a drug is right. a, is typically a single molecule that does a something. Whereas medicinal plants, whether you're talking about, uh, you know, ginkgo or you're talking about ashwagandha, typically have hundreds of compounds in them, many of which are biologically active. So in the case of ashwagandha, the primary way that it helps to fight stress and to relax us is by reducing stress hormones in our blood. And when you reduce stress hormones, you reduce stress, you reduce anxiety, you reduce tension, and there's that ah sense um, it's not an uh, "I feel like I need to take a nap" sense. It's "Ah, uh, boy, it's great to be rid of that nervous tension." And what happens oh, okay. when a lot of people, when they lie down to go to sleep, have so much cortisol or other stress hormone in their blood that they stay awake. They stay awake thinking. They stay awake worrying. They stay awake going over stuff. And if you if you reduce cortisol in your blood, then what happens is, you know, you have plenty of energy during the day. uh, And in the case of ashwagandha, it actually causes our cells to produce more energy. But then at night, when you lie down to go to sleep, your body does what it's designed to do. You go to sleep. So it's not about being, you know, it's not about feeling tired. It's not about uh, an agent, you know, something in ashwagandha that makes you sleepy. It's that it allows your body to do what your body is naturally built to do, and that is go to sleep when you lie down. Ashwagandha's botanical name is Wathania Somnifera. And basically, the somnifera part means to sleep. So this is something that, you know, if you take ashwagandha, uh, you know, like I take the uh, KSM-66 Ash- ashwagandha extract every day. And, you know, gives me plenty of energy, gives me stamina, really helps me a lot as a frequent flyer, Um you know, just being on one plane after another, after another. I mean, this year alone, it's June. I've already flown almost 100,000 miles, you know. So wow. I find that it gives me tremendous uh, energy and stamina, but at the same time, uh, a great night's sleep as well. And and I know that in our culture, one of the biggest health problems we face is that most people do not get sufficient sleep. They don't get sufficient rest. And that means they don't get sufficient repair. Uh, And this is, and so that's really, that's been identified by doctors as a real health crisis. And I think ashwagandha helps with that extremely well, better than almost anything I know.
0: Oh, that's really exciting because there's so many people that I know that have sleep issues and I, I, I know everyone's going to say, here she goes again. But sleep is pretty much my religion. I mean, I'm in bed every night between 8.30 and 9, no matter what. Like, it is really important (laughs) to me. And I'm taking a trip soon. And I'm nervous because of the three-hour time difference. I'm like, it's going to be, or because I'm going to California and I'm thinking, it's going to be awful. How am I going to stay up? (laughs) It'll be six o'clock. We'll be eating dinner. I'll fall asleep. because So I'm going to have to get some ashwagandha. Well, let's talk about this ashwagandha So it's KSM 66. Uh, I'm looking at the website now and I see you, and there's an Ashwagandha documentary. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, um, when I was uh, in India, we we shot a lot of video and we did that. So, you know, I, I said this on the last show, but I want to show the world of botanicals to people. And one of the best ways to do that is to shoot digital video. So we shot video there in India and put it together. And you can go online and, you know, see where we were in different places and get a sense of, uh, you know, what India is like, what the Indian herbal scene is like, what ashwagandha harvesting and extraction are like. And that's really the purpose of that. I, I really want to bring the world of herbs to people who don't get the same opportunity to go to these places as I do.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm definitely going to watch it. What age can someone start taking the KSM-66 ashwagandha?
1: Well, you know, in general, I think kids don't lack energy. Uh, My experience is that, you know, kids, unless they're, you know, leading a really sedentary life and just sitting glued to a little screen all the time, yeah, usually have a bunch of energy. So I don't think kids really need it. There's no toxicity to it. So there's no age, uh, at which you should not take ashwagandha, but it really seems that in adulthood, um, you know, pretty much at any time, it can be beneficial for enhancing energy, for busting stress, for helping to get a good night's sleep. And of course, we have studies showing that it greatly enhances mental concentration and short and long-term memory. And I think for anybody who's doing mental work, anybody who's a student, anybody who's got a lot to deal with in their job, uh, that's an enormous uh, group of benefits.
0: Yeah, well, I was thinking about maybe not children, but maybe teens who have ADHD or uh, sleep issues or things like that, that it might be beneficial.
1: Certainly, certainly. But you know, I I would also say, I mean, it's funny, I've had friends whose uh, kids, you know, have had trouble sleeping or whatever. And I have found in, in different circumstances that, you know, if you just really hyper-exercise the kids. I mean, take them on a long, long hike in the woods or, or, you know, go out kayaking or something, do something really physical that, you know, when the end of the day comes, (laughs) they lie down and they pass out. Uh, You know, I just, I think a lot of it really has to do with kids not having enough exercise. But assuming they do, it it would be of no harm if a kid was uh, having difficulty sleeping, certainly.
0: Oh, okay. Oh that's good to know. So when you get is it is there one kind of KSM sixty six? Is it a tablet and how often do you take it? And I'm assuming it says so on the bottle, well, but I'd love to just in know a the bit
1: in the herb world you have companies mm-hmm. who make extracts and then you have the various supplement companies who put those extracts into supplement products. So the KSM66 extract is in about, I don't know, I, right now I think it's like 650 different supplement products. Oh, wow. So okay. capsules, tablets, bars, drinks, um, powders, you can find it in a variety of things. But the reason I'm so bullish on this particular brand of extract is that the human clinical studies on this specifically are very impressive, and I, you know, I like the idea that people can take this uh, clinically tested extract and get the results they want. When you look at the the herbal world, there are different companies who've chosen to, you know, really do a lot with individual uh, botanicals like ginkgo or echinacea, or in this case ashwagandha, and put a lot of science behind a particular extract. And I always favor the extracts that have good clinical science behind them.
0: Oh, yeah, we do too here at Naturally Savvy. So I'm looking at the site and it says evaluation steps to look at when buying an ashwagandha extract. And the first one is make sure that your ashwagandha extract is drawn from roots alone and that leaf components are not added. Why is that the case?
1: Well, it's a funny thing. Over the last 4,000 years, it's the root that's been used. And in recent times, some companies have chosen to add the above-ground parts because it can make the concentration of some active principles uh, appear richer. And the problem is that in the above-ground parts, there are also some compounds that potentially might not be beneficial for health, especially one compound called withaferin A. So, you know, when I talked with... Um, people at the Ministry of Ayurveda in New Delhi, and when I talked with people at the National Center of Ayurveda in Jaipur, I said, what do you think of adding you know, leaf or aerial parts? And they just looked at me immediately, and they just said, that's adulteration. And even recently, mm-hmm. uh, like two months ago, the American Botanical Council came out with an ashwagandha adulteration bulletin, you know, outlining that really you want root only period. So that's where all the safety is. That's where all the historic use is. And adding the top parts is questionable.
0: All right. The the second one, and this is something that might be long to go into, but I'm curious, uh, make sure that you assess the concentration of cytotoxic with the farin A, is that something that's going to be on the label, or how do you know whether you know, you know
1: the that that is what I was talking about <laughs> before about about you know you just want root only if you
0: oh, that okay.
1: comment really I, frankly more for scientists I think more for if you were okay. formulating products for a supplement company, let's say, and you wanted to have an ashwagandha extract and you looked at ashwagandha extracts like, like KSM-66 or like some others that might contain the above ground parts, um, you would want some evidence that the withaferin A, that particular compound, was in a super, super low concentration if it was there at all. But, 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 but that's really a technical thing that, you know, most people walking into a store to find a product for their own health, they never have to think about it.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so if I, speaking of being a person going into a store and looking for the KSM-66 ashwagandha, we could look at the ashwagandha products and just flip them over and it would just say contains KSM-66 or it'd be listed in the ingredients.
1: Yes. Yeah. You'll find that a lot of uh, companies put this right on the uh, front, you know, on the front panel or certainly in the ingredient panel. And all of the clinical studies but one have been done on 600 milligrams of extract per day. The one that was anomalous was done with 675 milligrams of extract per day. But so... You'll see a lot of companies out there who have products that contain 600 milligrams of KSM 66 because that conforms to the the clinical studies. You know, we know that if you take that much, then it enhances cardiorespiratory uh, performance. So, in other words, how much oxygen your body utilizes actually increases physical muscular strength causes your cells to produce more of their own inner gasoline called ATP, you know, our primary molecule of energy in our bodies, uh, greatly enhancing sexual vitality and health and overall function. And, and, you know, I saw uh, in the news the other day, there's yet another uh, pharma company that's got, you know, a so-called female Viagra out there, just a ridiculous Mm. idea, really. And, uh, it's a thing that you're supposed to inject and you know b- before oh. sex which sounds like a real turn on and yeah. the crazy <laughs> thing is that when you look at the human studies that have been done with women with ashwagandha and with KSM66 specifically every single parameter of sexual function and enjoyment and pleasure is greatly enhanced with this stuff with absolutely no downside. So we've had the so-called female Viagra for at least 4,000 years, and yet people keep filling themselves up with toxic drugs.
0: Yeah, it is really sad. You know, I got to get you a copy of my book. It came out with Skyhorse publishing in February this year. Clean eating, dirty sex. Uh, Basically, it's looking at food, uh, herbs and lifestyle and great title. Great title. Thank you. Yeah. okay, we'll have to. I think it's right up your alley. I think you'd really enjoy it because I'm saying the same thing like you can eat foods that are good for sexual health and heart function and blood flow and you can take herbs that are good for that and and then there's the m- emotional yeah. side and how do you communicate with your partner and how well do you know your own body and so it kind of is like a right. holistic look so so I love that now you mentioned earlier about when the uh, ashwagandha was being harvested it was organic is is it do you want to look for Ashwagandha that's certified organic or is it more important that the K is a KSM sixty six organic or you know what I'm saying? Like what's more important? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, KSM y- yeah. <laughs> in, in
1: reverse order, yes. The KSM sixty six okay. extract is certified organic. And fabulous. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, you know, organic is the only way to go with botanicals. I mean, sometimes you have botanicals Which, because they're wild harvested in extremely remote parts of the world where nobody's doing any certifying of any kind, they're not certified organic. But you have some way to verify that they're, in fact, you know, from a very clean, toxin-free environment. and. But, yeah, you know, the agricultural poisons that are put on crops uh, can be hormone disruptive, uh, can be neurotoxic, um, can, you know, have profound negative effects on the liver, uh, the kidneys. uh, And and there's no reason for that. And when you make an extract, you know, imagine, you know, know, to some extent, do do you cook? Do you cook? Yes. Yes. Okay. So if you take a bunch of fresh tomatoes and you cut them up and you put them in a pan and you slow cook them long enough, you can get those down to a thick, thick sauce. If you just keep working it and evaporating it and working it and evaporating it. And that's part of what happens in extraction is this concentration down. And if you've got agricultural poisons that have been put on crops, they get concentrated down, too. So organic, in my book, is, is you know, the starter.
0: Yeah, well, you're singing you're singing our song here on Naturally Savvy. Now, what about uh, the ashwagandha? Is it grown sustainably and does it? grown in a way that benefits the local farmers that are doing it?
1: Well, yes. I mean, being grown certified organic, it is, you know, grown to very high standards of sustainability. And in terms of participation with the community. What I saw with the folks associated with KSM 66 is that um, that company, you know, they paid fair wages as far as farm workers go in the area. I mean, you know, there are no farm workers making great money, period. Uh, But certainly better than other places and in much nicer conditions and facilities for sure a uh, much better working environment overall, real emphasis on safety. Um, but the company, uh, you know, that makes KSM 66 uh, has devoted, you know, good resources to some local schools, uh, really, you know, pushing for better education, so helping with the facilities and with teachers and also local health care, uh, the hospital And um, just some other initiatives, uh, I think one that helps women to start their own businesses. So, yeah, you know, that that is is really benefit sharing when, um, you know, when when you do well with a product that you've gotten from, let's say, a group of native people. I mean, if I bring something back from the Amazon and it takes off and I make money on it, I really have an obligation, a moral obligation to, put some of those resources back into the community where this came from, you know, whatever it is they say they need, not what I think they should have. And um, so, you know, I I always appreciate when companies do that, and that's definitely one of the practices behind KSM-66. So, yeah, it's it's a good, you know, it's not just a good story, it's a good reality.
0: Well, I'm going to go out and look for the KSM-66 ashwagandha. Chris, it's been so wonderful having you. You'll have to come back again. There's so much more to talk about. I'd love to go into so many different herbs with you. In the meantime, tell us how we can find you.
1: Well, you can go online and go to medicinehunter.com. I also have, I think, four different Facebook sites, and there's a Medicine Hunter Instagram page, and that links to a whole bunch of stuff. But, um, you know, MedicineHunter.com is a good place to start. It's an immense site. There's a lot of photography there, a lot of articles, uh, links to 150 or 200 TV shows. So, um, you know, enjoy. And, Lisa, thank you so much for having me on. I greatly appreciate it, and I appreciate the work you do.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Chris Ditto. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to Naturally Savvy. Please rate, review, subscribe, never miss a show. You can also follow us on Twitter at Naturally Savvy, at Andrea Donsky, at your Radio MD, and at Health Media Gal 1. Thanks for listening and stay well.